Welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. Today, this is episode 67, and we'll be talking about Message Received. I'm Sophia. I'm GC13. I'm Ken. <laughs> Man, they just keep getting bigger, don't they? Oh, they are only going up. I thought it was hyped after the end of the last episode, and now it's just ho ho ho. Hearing Peridot call Yellow Diamond a clod was one of the most satisfying things I have ever seen on television. Oh my, I was like, I was just screaming. I was like, you know that gif of like the burn gif where like every, like the one guy's just standing all smug as everyone around him's like, oh, that was me. That was me. Yeah, I think a lot of us had been hoping that that would happen at some point, and it happened in Yellow Diamond's first appearance, no less. Oh, oh, oh. that neck game, though. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty OP neck. If I'm going to be honest, I don't really like that aspect of her design. Her design is really good, by the way, but the neck is a little bit off-putting to me. The, the neck kind of kills it for me. The proportions were a little weird. Yeah, she looks really strange. She's a big girl, though. Yeah, massive, like three pearls tall. I mean, yeah, assuming she's about, per- uh, assuming her pearl is the same height as ours, that that would make her about Sardonyx's height, just as a single gem. I mean, no wonder Peridot looks up to Yellow Diamond, she can't help it. <laughs> uh, I get it. <laughs> yeah, but her face especially, I really, really love the design for her face. It's very, like, elegant, but still intimidating. I mean, people for <laughs> a long time have been doing JoJo's Bizarre Adventure drawings uh, yeah. for Yellow Diamond, and I, I swear, I, I cannot distinguish between what we got and the fan art based on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> it's good. Part 4 comes out next year, what what? Or this year, I guess, now. And and nothing has brought me greater just joy than Yellow Diamond's face after being called a clod. <laughs> like, of all, like, she's, <laughs> it was so absurd. I was just. <laughs> so how many courses do you think Yellow Diamond is going to send to kick Peridot's butt? <laughs> yeah, that's great. I was like, nice job, Peridot. Yeah. You think she's going to just stand by, let that disrespect go unpunished? Oof. Yeah, Peridot's in trouble now. I do have one complaint, though. And I think that, like, Peridot's sudden insolence was really unexpected. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, she spent the entire earlier part of the episode being like, Yellow Diamond is the epitome of perfection. And then... You know, I I think it makes sense because... You see, when she's doing her, after Steven traps her in the truck, she's talking about how, you know, she has this plan and, you know, we don't know it at the time. But after you watch it with, again, with the benefit of knowing what her plan was, she's very clearly trying to say that all I have to do is tell Yellow Diamond that the Earth is much more useful and, you know, she'll she'll save us from the cluster. We won't have to do a thing. That's my initial interpretation. But earlier, well, immediately after she got locked in, she says that it would be, it's like a waste to use the Earth as it currently is and it makes logical sense to transform it into what we saw in the previous episode so if she truly believes that to be the case then the plan that she was talking about with yellow diamond to just keep the earth as it is that is a direct contradiction to what she said only like five minutes previous and there was no argument made by steven or any of the other crystal gems to her that would change her mind during that period so it really did feel very unnatural to me well remember for it's not she's not going in between it being a normal colony and it being left alone with human society intact. She's only now considering, do I leave it this way or do I blow the whole thing up? And as an interesting side, she said it's not worth losing the Earth just for one geoweapon. So I think we pretty clearly have, if not other clusters, then things roughly equivalent to them. 
Yeah, I think Yellow Diamond's reason for blowing up the Earth was purely out of spite. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what's really interesting? You know how Blue Diamond was the diamond in charge of Earth and the glass, the you know, the glass around the dome at the top of that diamond base was blue, blue tinted? The glass in Yellow Diamond's base was pink tinted. I didn't notice that at all. If we're going to be talking about the pink diamond theory, I have an updated version, which I think better fits because after those INJQ tweets and kind of some more view of what the diamonds actually look like, I really think that Rose was not pink diamond. And so I'm obviously totally cool being proven wrong here. But I think the actual situation was that Rose served under Pink Diamond. And this is, of course, very obvious. She's pink. And um, if you look on the um, the diamond symbol that has the four symbols, including Pink Diamond, White Diamond is on the top and White Diamond's gem is on her forehead. And then both Blue Diamond and Yellow Diamond have the gems on their chests, which is in the middle. And then Pink Diamond's on the bottom, which corresponds with Rose's gem placement. But I think that's because Rose just served under Pink Diamond and not that she actually was Pink Diamond. I think that the deal with Pink Diamond is that she died in the war. Okay, and you mentioned the placement of the gems, so I'm just going to mention this because a whole bunch of people are mentioning this. They noticed how both Yellow and Blue Diamond have their gems in their chest, and that's where their pearls had their gems as well. And since we know White Diamond's gems in her forehead, we're like, well, is our pearl White Diamond's pearl? Yes, definitely. Interesting. So a lot of people are pointing that out. I'm not sure. Pink Diamond Theory is really in a state of flux right now. I, mm-hmm. I, I swear they're not showing her to us for a reason, and it's not just to yank the carpet out from under our feet. There are all sorts of narrative reasons that make me still think that it was probably Rose, but even if even if it wasn't Rose... You know, I don't think anybody's going to deny that Rose would have been very significant to Pink Diamond. Oh, yeah. Oh, perhaps, yeah. Perhaps the equilateral triangle would denote a champion of Pink Diamond, because we've never seen another gem bearing a triangle. So that maybe, I don't know. It's just, it's, things are just not adding up, and it's making me more and more curious. So yeah, a lot of people are calling Pink Diamond Theory dead. I say it still has a lot going for it, but it it's does. in a very interesting time right now. There's things coming in, there's things challenging it, like no theory has is explaining everything yet. Yeah, I think I think at one point we're going to have a new episode and it's going to have some game-changing information, but until then we got to make do. Just bef- just so I don't forget it. You know, after they think Peridot has betrayed them. Well, I guess technically she has betrayed them, but Peridot doesn't think of it that way. You know, an amethyst is talking about, oh, I'll take back all my cool nicknames, you know, say goodbye that- to these two good ones. But the way she's like, oh, I'm too bad, I'll think of one later. And it's like, oh. that made me think of Jake from Adventure Time. Yeah, that's very, that's a pretty good comparison. But Amethyst is just great this episode. Like, I just, <laughs> I lost it when she turns into a helicopter. She's like, get in. Get to the chopper. <laughs> get in. It's like just. <laughs> that like, face, though. Yeah. Everyone had really intense faces this episode. Yeah. Who boarded this episode? I must know. Raven and Paul. Raven Mollesey and Paul Villico. Yeah, we haven't been talking about the borders this week. I guess we'll talk about that on Sunday, along with the ratings or whatever. Yeah, ratings not looking so good, by the way. Yeah. Really, really. I got, I'm hoping today did well. I mean, not only does the episode deserve it, but it is Thursday, which is the normal premiere day, and it's usually when ratings are best. So, yeah, we were talking, we, we mentioned earlier how it seemed like Yellow Diamond, though, had a really personal stake 
in seeing the Earth destroyed. Now, that's what I mentioned, that maybe she is currently in a pink diamond outpost based on, if you know, if the tint on the glass even means anything. Also, interesting aside, there's like an asteroid field around that base. But why would pink diamond, or why would yellow diamond have such an animosity towards the Earth? Yeah, it's interesting. It's also interesting that she was clearly not all that interested in the cluster. Like, she was happy to have it, but it wasn't something that she was, like, dying for. She seemed pretty uh, apathetic towards it. She makes it clear, I want my cluster, but more importantly than that, I want that planet to die. I mean, just because Jasper was certain the Yellow Diamond would be very interested in Steven. It appears that was not because of his hybrid nature, it's because that's Rose. So, I mean, she could be a former Diamond, and that's why she cares. She could have killed a Diamond, and that would be why she would care. But if the Diamonds are the progenitor gems, then... Who made the Diamonds? If a Diamond's dead, they're dead. You can't just make a new one, or at least I don't think that the surviving diamonds would do it. I mean, they lost Pink Diamond and they never made a fourth to take back over. So I'm assuming that the other two diamonds are alive and active. Either that or Yellow Diamond's been pulling the wool over the homeworld's eyes for thousands of years now. Do you think that all the diamonds are created equal? Well, Peridot certainly doesn't think that they are, but... We have no reason to think that they're not. I mean, people have always been like, oh, maybe Yellow Diamond's the research specialist and someone else could be the war person. I'm, I never I never bought into that. They're just the leaders. Yeah, I think they just have different sections. Like you get these, this range of galaxies or star systems. Like it's just split into little pie slices in the universe. Yeah, like the like the Roman Empire was later. They had They had an emperor for... Each empire, or each half of the empire. It's not like a council where everyone has their own specific jobs. Yeah, Peridot thinking Yellow Diamond was the best is definitely a bias. Like, we can't really use her praise as solid evidence as who's the highest ranking. But can you imagine Peridot's shock? I mean, Peridot's been there to Earth. She's seen the value of the Earth, and she's like, well, the diamonds are at least as smart as me. By definition, no diamond can ever be deficient compared to another gem. So and the diamond's like, no, I, I don't care about Earth. At first she's like, no, no, you're not you're not just thinking clearly. And then she's like, oh, 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 you what? I'm still not convinced that Peridot actually believes that's the most rational choice. I think she just decided to side of the crystal gems like towards the beginning of that conversation because she realized the error of her ways or something. It seemed really forced and out of character to me, but that's the only thing that seems consistent to me because like I said, five minutes earlier, she was saying the exact opposite of that. I think she kind of got stuck in a loop. Like, you ever have something like that where you're talking with someone and then you'd suddenly be arguing and then suddenly you're screaming at each other and you have no idea how it got to that point? (laughs) Yeah. Like, and especially because Peridot's in a very panicked situation and Yellow Diamond is in the middle of something. I think we had my favorite line in the series so far. Can one of you take this? Why? Because <laughs> it could be oh remotely God. detonated. And then Pearl and Amethyst playing hot potato with a bomb. And then that Steven like really bubbles funny. it and Garnet just punches it into the sky. And it's still a huge explosion. Yeah, that had a pretty high yield. Yeah, it would have easily killed here. them all. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was a lot of boom for a communicator. Well, it has to have a lot. Imagine how much energy is. Hmm. Yeah, real-time communication across galaxies. But how cold was Yellow Diamond? 
I mean, because you have Yellow Diamond's Pearl trying to trying to blow Peridot off, and you know, Yellow Diamond's like, no, no, she wants to she wants to talk to a diamond. Then she's gonna character. talk to a diamond. Let's do this right now. I just I loved how she like Yellow Diamond's putting down Peridot, and she just slides in <laughs> like she's wearing like Heelys or something. I liked her at the beginning. It's like, oh, we don't care. We don't have to. We're the whole world. And, and I love how it's still Dee Dee Magno Hall, Pearl's voice actress, but really nasally. Mm-hmm. I just... A one-ringy dingy. <laughs> she looks like a lemon. She looks like lemon grab. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that was beautiful. It's beautiful. But yeah, Yellow Diamond's like, no, no, she called me. I'm, t- I'm going to talk to her and she ain't going to like it. She ain't going to like it what happens when I send that ship. And Yellow Diamond, I am kind of appreciative that she is busy. Like, she is doing things. She's not just yeah. some ruler making other gems do all the work. Like, she is, she's an administrator. She's the CEO of Gem Empire. Yeah, CEO is a really good term to describe her. A lot of fan art described her, or de- depicted her, you know, as businessy. As and business I think mom. they nailed it. I mean, she's kind of got the skirt suit, high heels thing going on. And she's got that all-business demeanor. To be honest, though, she doesn't need any extra high heel added height there. Uh, yeah, she's like, I, I've been using the phrase big girl a lot this Steven Bomb, but she is. I wonder if the Diamonds have their own basketball team. Can you have four-man <laughs> basketball? <laughs> I, I guess they could. Ooh, but yeah, Yellow Diamond, uh, aside from that neck, I really like what we got. I like just the be-advised. <laughs> just... I'll also say that I am a little bit disappointed in her personality. I didn't quite like that she was so petty. I thought it would be cool if she was, like, really, really calm, like, infuriatingly mm-hmm. calm. Like, the dude from uh, Hunger Games, whatever he, that villain's name was. Snow? Yeah. She was pretty calm at first. It was only after Peridot oh, started yeah. acting way above her station. Yeah, I agree. That she started getting cheesed. She's not unflappable, but she is, she has, I just don't think she's used to being questioned like that. Yeah. Again, just like kind of last episode, it makes sense. And I'm not even saying I'm that bothered by this. I'm not. It's like a very nitpicky type thing, but I mean, I would have liked it better if she was unflappable. It wouldn't have worked that way because Peridot needed to have been proven wrong that Yellow Diamond is perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's a very important thing for her to learn. And that was a good way for her to learn it. Just again, one geo-weapon. It's not l- worth losing a planet this cool for one cluster. Think about that. Wait, my qu- okay, question. Good. Qu- how did Peridot get out of the the, the truck? I'm a su- well. She tore the wind. She tore the door off its hinges at one point, but she could have just rolled the window down and and opened it. I'm I'm guessing that she used leverage somehow because you know maybe that was the joke. She used logic, but not the kind of logic a human would use. I still can't believe Amethyst turned into a helicopter. <laughs> I still can't believe Amethyst is Jake. <laughs> no, but she was... I didn't even I mean, know that he was... They both shapeshift. I mean, all that's wrong is the color. For about five to ten seconds, I was legit thinking that we were going to have a shrink down and go into Peridot's body episode. <laughs> oh my... Yeah... Have you seen all those jokes about how this isn't a true American cartoon until someone's shrunk down and, like, gone into someone else's body? Like, every American cartoon has hit at least one episode that's like that? Yeah, apparently the crew universe was, like, joking about that on <laughs> Twitter or something. So I can think of, um, The Mighty Bee and, uh, Teen Titans off the top of my head. And there's definitely others. Codename Kids Next Door did it, I know that. Rugrats. Yeah, basically every show. I can't think of one that hasn't. SpongeBob did it. 
Hey Arnold didn't, I guess. Mm. For a second, for a second, I thought that Steven was going to poof Peridot. Yeah, would have been crushing her from behind the same way. I, I was I was open to that possibility. Yeah, and he's shown some some super strength before. And so Peridot's oh, yeah. going to poof and it's going to be like, oh god. First blood. So do you think that we'll get a new theme song right away, or do you think we'll have to wait a while? We might have to wait. I uh, hope right away. Especially since we just had a new one. Yeah, but you know, you, can, you never have too many theme songs. I don't know. I like the new theme song, and I still remember just the excitement of coming home. My first Steven bomb. I wasn't here for the first one. I was here for the second one. I come home, and I'm like, I need to watch the episode, and I'm just like, there's a new theme song, too? Because I had had nothing spoiled. OMG! It was just, it was such a pure, happy moment in my life. And it was, like, <laughs> four months ago. <laughs> Last call on comments about message received, because we got one more episode coming up tomorrow. Okay, so I think the way that Peridot turned the gem that she, the communication gem, you could have contacted any of the diamonds, depending on how you turned it. Yeah, it probably deterred it. I've been thinking about that, and I assume it's whichever face was facing somebody, it goes with that. Also, we can assume that Jasper serves yellow diamond. Oh, she's got the yellow diamond on her on her uniform. But what what diamond do you think Amethyst would have served hmm. if she had not been? Probably blue, assuming blue diamond was still militarily in control of Earth at the time. And yeah, she does have the chest gem placement. Although for the rubies, they had the shoulder, and there were some Jaspers. Mm -hmm. Jaspers got hers in the nose. Peridot's in the forehead. I don't think gem placement matters for the really low soldiers. I think. They just choose a pearl with a... Well, we don't even know. We've only seen the two. Yeah, and I mean, Peridot serves yellow diamond and hers is on the forehead. So, yeah, I don't think it matters for the rank and file. I think it's only for their really close, you know, entourage there. Because remember, Sapphire was in Blue Diamond's court and she has a gem on her hand. Lapis. She probably serves under Blue Diamond because, you know, she's just blue. Yeah, well, she was, she was at that court yeah, scene as well. Uh, yeah. Or at least it was another Lapis Lazuli with a gem on her back. You know, can't be for sure that it's our lapis, but I mean, just narratively, what do you think? I didn't think it was, but... Since the gem placement is unique, or at least moderately unique, I think it might be our lapis. I mean, why wouldn't... Probably. Like, lapis, obviously, has been on Earth. She's on Earth for a reason. She's seen Earth, and she knows what Earth is, and she has a history with Earth. So, it makes sense that she would be in the court. And it's just, it's kind of like a little Easter egg that the Crooniverse would leave for us. Like, mm -hmm. they, it'd be something they'd do. Pretty, pretty big Easter egg. I don't know. I, th I think the, my, my favorite is still Dr. Maheshwar in the gem. Okay. It's my favorite Easter egg. My favorite line, <laughs> my favorite line in this episode, or at least really one of the top ones, is Pearl. Like, not all pearls know each other. <laughs> that was a good one, too. <laughs> that, was uh, that was so good. good. <laughs> like, they all look at her and she's like... <laughs> Oh, my Rose, Steven, stop being so gemist. <laughs> yeah. uh, we thank you all for listening. Um, tomorrow we will be talking about log date 7.15.2. Until then, I'm GC13. I'm Sophia. I'm Ken. Leave us a review on iTunes. Thank you. <laughs> Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.